right, what up, what up, episode 126 of the Stiff Shots podcast, and with me, as always, is Rick Jimenez, my name is Ryan Rainbow, and we're crisscrossing the U.S., we'll make you jump, jump. Rick, how are you crossing? Yo, so you just got off a couple, couple of tours, I think, a couple of nationwide tours with all sorts of nationwide bands. One band was so fulfilled by touring with you that they broke up the day after (laughs) no everybody in the band quit aside from the guitar player which is funny so last 10 seconds of life is like this deathcore band Uh so i was like oh god this is the last thing in the world i ever want to listen to and be friends with but uh a couple days or you know yeah Right away, I thought most of the guys were cool. Eventually, I thought everybody in the band was cool. I actually started liking the band. Same thing happened with Cattle Decapitation, a band I wanted to like because, like, oh, the band's cool, but never did it for me. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this new record. And I thought there was two singers, like the death metal guy and then the giant insect. And then I found out it's just one singer. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is so ridiculous. So one of the first days of the tour... I found this picture of a fly from Google and I saved it and whoever was next to me every day for the first couple of days, whenever they would play, I would pick up, you know, uh, pull up this picture of the fly and, you know, show everybody like, Oh, isn't that funny? It's a fly singing. Um, and exactly what I thought was going to happen happened where not only was I looking forward to the first insect part of the set in the first song every day, I thought it would take maybe like a week or two weeks till I was like, oh, I think this is so funny. I like actually like it. It took like three days. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I love this so much. The guy sounds like, please, if anybody hasn't heard the new cattle decapitation record, the guy sounds like a giant fly. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and they're vegan as hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a hard time finding places to eat every day. That's that's so funny, right? You would think they would have figured it out by now. They've <laughs> been for like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> we played in a lot. Of, well, I guess we played regular places, but yo, January and February, no matter what time or what day it is, everything's closed. Everywhere we went, every place was closed, no matter what. Oh, it says like 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. on the sign outside. Oh, it's 6 p.m. Oh, sorry, we're closed. Nobody wants to work anymore. Yeah, people got really mad at uh, Kim Kardashian because she told people to work. And they said, no, don't tell me oh. to work. You're rich. What do you know he, about working? People are really mad at that. Is that really all it was? She just wrote on the internet, hey, everybody go to work. And then people got mad. Uh, she had an interview with Variety magazine. And she said, I have advice for <laughs> insects that want to. Uh, she says women. I don't want people to think I'm calling women insects. I have advice for women in business. Get up and work. Some people just don't want to put in the hard work. And. That's objectively true, but I guess the source is like, no, this person couldn't possibly know about hard work, which is so sick because there's nobody that's mad about that that could even stand one day of Kim Kardashian's probably insane schedule. Now, (laughs) was she born into money and stuff? Of course, I'm not trying to deny that, but like people act like there's no way she knows what hard work is when there's no way that they even, I mean, people also, you know, um, objectify and sexualize her because she has this insane body. I'm sure that's not from like eating cool stuff that I eat all the time, you know, 
But I have an amazing body, which is why I've been on the entire new season of The Righteous Gemstones Season 2 and The God Squad, which just wrapped up, stopped airing. And uh, I really enjoyed my time filming it, and I hope everybody enjoyed their time watching it. I like the part in Righteous Gemstones when Kim Kardashian was on WrestleMania that one year. Yo, yeah. Everyone cools on WrestleMania. Donald Trump, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio when he was five. WrestleMania shaping up this year. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin going to be on a talk show. That's going to be cool, right? Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. I want to care about that. Remember that promo he did? Hey, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't feel like even coming there, so I'm just here on my, my farm. And uh, Kevin Owens, you're going to have my can of ass. <laughs> Cut Steve you want to do another take No go home <laughs> What Stone Cold E.T. Remember how funny Stone Cold E.T. <laughs> is You think Yo. it's not funny anymore I dare you to watch that and not Oh it's so it's so funny I would legitimately I would pay 1990s pay per view Prices for Stone Cold E.T. versus Kevin Owens wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the end of Stone Cold E.T. when his head's really going crazy. <laughs> I say I don't want a cheeseburger and no fries. And that's the bottom. <laughs> hey, let's just quote Stone Cold E.T. Yo, you know what? I need a Stone Cold E.T. action figure. I'm going to make one. I'm it's sure easy. it's available at ringsidecollectibles.com. You can buy it with a damaged box for $2 less. <laughs> Speaking of action figures, uh, they made a movie out of my old action figures called The Batman recently. Did you see this motion picture? <laughs> oh, crap. Yeah, I did. Did you see it? Multiple times. Okay. You know what I like when people ask me if I saw a movie and I told them I saw it a bunch of times and then they asked me, did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, in the count of three, let's say um, what we thought of it. You ready? At the same time. One, two, three. It good. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're doing. Really good movie. I did I was um did not have high hopes, but I had high hopes that I would not hate it. And I wound up really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, um I didn't know so I did a I went out of my way to not watch any trailers after the first one. Mm -hmm, same. And I also foolishly went out of my way to make sure I didn't see the runtime. So when I walked into the movie theater and the sign said two hours and 56 minutes, I said, oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it. And so much so that I went and saw it again. But, uh, but yeah, I, I had a feeling I was going to like it. I anticipated liking it, I should say. I had a feeling. I had a, I had a hunch. But uh you know, I also really liked Batman versus Superman. So, you know, my taste Ugh. is foolish. crappy. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, finally have because it was successful and awesome that, you know, maybe they can have a second one instead of all these other false starts to franchises that they've been doing. So I'd love to see it continue. Yo, Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Oh, I seemed like you maybe you were joking, but the, Colin Farrell is the penguin and he's incredible. He's the best part of the whole movie. Yeah, which is crazy, too, because I, you know, I try not to talk about it at all, but I definitely won't make jokes about Irish people. Um, he's Irish, right? Is he Irish or Scottish or is he English? Oh, man. Now I'm racist. I'm sorry. I think he's from I think the penguins from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Gotham City hardcore. He um can do 15 push ups, pull ups, 10 pull ups. <laughs> OK. Great movie. 
Um, trailers for both Miss Marvel and the Moon Knight. Uh, speaking of Dark Knight, Moon Knight. Um, what's that dude's name that plays Moon Knight? Antonio Oscar, Banderas? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron, yeah, right. Um, so those look cool. Um, I'm not really familiar with uh, either one of those characters. I feel like Miss Marvel's maybe a fairly newer character in origin. Um, I think it's funny to have a Captain Marvel and a Miss Marvel, maybe have a Mr. Marvel. Um, I guess they did, right? Wasn't Shazam originally Mr. Marvel? or Shazam was initially Captain Marvel, who okay. said Shazam. Then they had to change the name because of the lawsuit. They would go back and forth to Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel also uh, 60s Marvel Comics, Marvel played by that chick in Captain Marvel, the movie. Um, Carol Danvers, who plays Captain Marvel in the movie, was initially Ms. Marvel, but they skipped that, and now Ms. Marvel is the new one, Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> the vice president of Marvel Comics? Yeah, yeah, Tony Khan's daughter. Uh, you know what? I'm excited for that because all I know from comic book lore about Ms. Marvel is it's a young chick from New Jersey who is an inhuman, which I don't think she's going to be in the movie. I think they even changed her powers a bit. She's just stretchy. Hey, Mr. Fantastic. I think it's uh, more Green Lantern-ish in the uh, Disney Plus series. Um, I thought the trailer was fine. It didn't like make me, uh, oh, I'm so psyched like I usually am. But these Marvel Disney shows haven't let me down. I wasn't excited for Hawkeye either, but I thought Hawkeye was great. Yeah, I liked Hawkeye. I liked Haley Steinfeld. Like, yeah, she was uh, awesome. I like that Miss Marvel's wearing a Captain Marvel jacket in the uh, trailer. And I liked that movie Turning Red, where the girl turns into a red panda that's on Disney+. Plus. That's uh, unrelated to the Marvel franchises, but could be. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds cool. Red. I saw Red Panda in Australia once. I was like, what is that little teddy bear made out of red? It almost looks like a red raccoon. Yeah, rocket raccoon. Yeah, yeah. So it's um the Red red Guardians. Oh, Red Guardian. Who's that? Dick York, Dick Sargent, Sergeant York. And uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight looks great. You know, Poe Dameron's great. and Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, yeah. Marcus Spector. I, I was into Moon Knight for... Um, like super hard for like a couple of months in like 95 or something. And then I, you know, lost track, but, uh, should be pretty cool. I always liked when Moon Knight was in Spider-Man, but I don't know much about the character aside from that. Like said four months or so, I was like super into it in the nineties. So should be pretty cool. I love to watch Marvel, man. I love Marvel. <laughs> so, uh, going back to wrestling, which is Marvel us, we got uh, some hall of fame announcements. One thing that's being kicked around is that if Scotland Steiner doesn't accept the World Wrestling Entertainment's invitation, that Rickland Steiner will go in as an individual Hall of Fame inductee. Tell me why Rick Steiner deserves to be a Hall of Famer by himself. I uh, I don't want to say he doesn't deserve it because he's one half of the Steiner brothers. His solo career is not Hall of Fame worthy to me. To me, I mean, the Hall of Fame is so marginal. Charmel is going in, which is like, all right, I can get behind it. But is it, you know, what is the criteria at this point? Oh, somebody was really cool for a little while. And, you know, they may or may not be married to somebody else who's super cool. Um, 
somebody was in a tag team that was really great. They had a singles career pre and post a tag team that didn't even come close to attaining the status of the tag team, but their partner is mad. So, Hey, let's just throw them in anyway. Um, so I think Rick Steiner deserves it, but it makes so much more sense for the Steiner brothers to be in. Cause even singles, you know, I wouldn't argue if, if they put Scott Steiner in singles, even though me personally, it, they should go in as the Steiner brothers. That was when both of them, in my opinion, were absolutely at their peak, even though Scott Steiner's gimmick wasn't, you know, the math thing, our segment, you know, it's, it's, that was a lot of fun and really cool and memorable. I don't know if I consider that Hall of Fame worthy compared to his run the Steiners. You know, dude, the Steiner brothers in, you know, from 90 to what, 97, even when they got beat, they were unbeatable, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I uh, I love the Steiner brothers as a team. Scott Steiner is not... I would say he's more infamous than has a, a legendary career. Rick Steiner, same. You know, so many people probably even forget, not that I blame them, that he was the big singles person before the Steiner brothers, you know, really took off. But the actual legendary career is them as a unit, as a tag team, as real-life ass beaters, as Shoney's owners. So I think that that's where we uh, – and I don't see Scott turning down their invitation. I don't think that he would not want to have a Hall of Fame ring, but – you know, what do I know? I just worked with him. <laughs> I know everybody always says that on, you know, the internet and podcast stuff like, oh, he wants something to do with it. A lot of people do that until they're offered, you know. And I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Rick Steiner goes in to get, you know, on his own. I'd be excited for it still. And I would probably want to see the Hall of Fame package and his speech. I would be like, why did I ever think that he doesn't deserve to be in on his own? I hope that they go in together because uh, Scott Steiner is so entertaining. I would love to see his Hall of Fame speech. And, you know, they're real life brothers and uh, their real life child together is um, probably winning the title back right now as we record this. Uh, I think it would be really cool. They were my favorite NWA slash WCW tag team for a little while. When I, when I first got into WCW, at least they were my favorites. Now, you famously are a uh, moon landing denier. And recently, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk had a little uh, space race. And now Bezos is about to go up uh, again to space with uh, Pete Davidson. Moon Knight. And Moon Knight. And yeah, Antonio Banderas. Uh, do you believe that he's really going to space and coming back if you don't believe that they went to the moon in the first place? You think that they can do it now? Just zip around, do a little quick, quick road trips? No, it's fake also. Amazon is actually uh, about to fall apart. Amazon's also fake. I don't know, man. I, I quit. I might go back here, but I quit. Um, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. But, um, you know, it's probably still Photoshop. Yeah, I actually heard this morning that Zelensky was leaving a soundstage with Stanley Kubrick, so I don't even know if that's real. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny about the war? <laughs> Wardlow is that it's all the countries that I only ever heard about on global guts, Ukraine, <laughs> Belarus, <laughs> Russia, Georgia. Yeah. They're just trying to get a piece of that awesome rock. Brock. 
Yeah, Rock Lesnar. I hope that they stop doing bad stuff over there, man. Just give it a rest. Can you believe that instead of going to the moon, Amazon could just ship everybody like some cool stuff and everyone be like, all right, fine. We got new shoes. Yeah, that that actually is what should happen, right? They should just <laughs> next day prime deliver some cool some cool yeah. toys. Yo, send over all of the new WWE superstar action figures. Oh, please. To the Ukraine. No, to Stanford, Connecticut. I just need that Ric Flair. He has sunglasses. If I could move my screen, you'd be able to see my Ric Flair shelf that has that toy that you got me for Christmas. Thank you very much. Mint on card, mint in package. But I have a space ready for that new Ric Flair toy. Well, you got you got new Walmarts to visit in, in Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah. Yo, speaking of Russia, who's cooler? Um, the Russian woman from uh the diamond mind or diamond mine there's no d at the end of that or uh layla hirsch who one of our mutual friends texted me hey you might know who this there's a wrestler in AEW. apparently everybody keeps saying i look like (laughs) yeah i'm surprised they haven't brought up layla hirsch's uh i mean she wears that russian ass flag gear so i thought that they would uh well she actually put out a tweet the other day she put out a tweet. She revealed the tweet. First, she tweeted, big news coming tomorrow. And the next day she tweeted, hey, just because I'm Russian doesn't mean that I you know, want to be a part of this war. I live in Florida now and I like to do suplex. But um, which one's better? Diamond Mine? I can't remember her name. Or Layla Ivy Hirsch. Nile? Oh, yeah. Oh, Ivy Nile's better than uh, Yeah, I, I choose her as well. Ivy Nile's better than the person that texted you about Layla Hirsch, too. <laughs> True till death. (laughs) (laughs) This is hardcore. Listen, what I need to know is from you right now. Mm. Tell me. Here we go. New album, Culture of Violence, COV by XAD. What's going on on that cover? Did something get a window get broken? So we had this idea for the album artwork, which we executed. It's all practical, not Photoshop. The only Photoshop was, you know, putting the layout on the template, which, you know, you don't get credit for doing. <laughs> <laughs> all practical photography, and, you know, you'll see when you, when you get it. Uh, Pete Vandenberg, former bass player, him and I came up with the idea together and put the whole thing together. In the morning that we were about to actually photograph everything, he sends me a text and says, look, I know you continuously tell Travis that you don't want to do this. Anytime we're like, what should we do in the cover? Travis, our manager and, and uh, half friend, always says, why don't you just put the logo on it in black and have it be a black cover? Like, oh, the black album. Yeah, no one's ever done that before, even before, during, and after Metallica. <clears throat> so we say, no, stop bringing that up. So Pete knows I don't want to do something like that at all, ever, let alone we came up with this really cool, you know, concept. He goes, I know that, but... Hear me out. I made this. What do you think? And he sends me essentially what is the cover of the album, which is all black, just says cultural violence in red in very basic font and then has our logo in white. I said, and I was at work. I said, let me just look at this for a couple of minutes. So initially I'm writing out a text to him about how much I don't like it. And I appreciate that he came up with it. And I'm actually having like uh, 
fluid thought. Like uh, I'm texting out my train of thought by the end of the text. I was like, oh, I actually love this, everything about this because of this, that, and the other thing. So that's it. And then we put the broken glass in the corner, which is a recurring theme on the inside of the cover, the rest of the artwork, the entire time. And Pete put the parental advisory so directly on it, not even a sticker. It's part of the artwork. Uh, The images on the inside of the album are so, you know, harsh and disturbing and and heavy that when I printed out, you know, or had them printed out at the photo lab, developed, whatever you do, the woman behind the counter almost didn't want to give me the pictures. She's, uh, I said, hi, I'm here to pick up my pictures. She's like, um, there's some disturbing, uh, picture in here. I said, yeah, there's 24 disturbing pictures in there. She goes, oh, and then she hands them to me and kind of holds on to them. And she's like, uh, is this for something? I said, oh, yeah, it's for a project. So then she let him go. And then I you know, took him home. And Alyssa's like, uh, why didn't you explain why you have all these pictures? I was like, oh, I don't know. It didn't like come to my mind to be like, oh, it's for, you know, an album artwork, whatever. So anyway, like I said, we put the the whole layout together. And at that point, what we had initially planned for the cover, there's not really, you know, there's not sensors and stuff of like, oh, Walmart won't carry this record like there was in the 80s and probably 90s a little bit because Walmart's not carrying a record anyway. But if there was major album distributors at this point, they probably would have had to center the album cover as it is. So now that we have this very plain black, white, and red album cover, and then the rest of the album artwork is super graphic. I was like, oh, this actually all makes perfect sense. So it's interesting when people are reviewing the CD or reviewing the album and all they have is, you know, the digital cover and the stream and people are commenting about the artwork. Sure. Someone said like, you know, I think the album's really great. I'm paraphrasing, but the cover is not very interesting or enticing for someone who's never heard the band before, which I get it. That's totally fine and valid. It's just interesting to me because there is a specific reason why the cover is so stark. And if you get the CD, so the CD and the LP, they're similar, you know, the same, you know, um, content to a certain degree, but the layout is completely different. Even like certain pictures are placed in different areas and there's more visuals on the LP. So the CD, I think, came out great and I'm super excited about it the layout and doing the artwork was just as gratifying as recording music, which I've never had that happen before. But the LP I think is, um, even more of like a immersive experience, you know, and it's always hard to say being a band member. is so like, um, uh, self-indulgent, but, um, putting together, like I said, we, there's like some disturbing imagery and stuff, putting together the artwork where I was like, oh, this is going to be cool and really get the message across. Once we actually put together and like looking at all of these pictures that I chose at once was like an actual like heavy experience. And uh, hopefully somebody else agrees with that while listening to the record. Uh, I mean, you've heard the entire record. Hopefully the imagery is uh, a good compliment to it. I think it is. I'm pretty excited about it. I actually, even without knowing all that, liked that the artwork was just so simple because everything else you guys have 
I don't want to say it's like too busy or anything like that because they're incredible pieces of art. The Faith Killer artwork is super sick. The uh, Plague Prophecy artwork super sick. But it's it's so much going on, and it looks like just like oh, this is a metal band cover. Whereas yeah, that, that, that was something we definitely I wanted to stay away from. Like oh, the more illustration, you know, more hey skulls and um, you know, just kind of typical metal imagery. You know, I think I feel like. Because of the whole pandemic, I feel like we've really re or I really rethought how I want to present the band. Um, and I think even like musically, you know, I, to, I, to me, I think it sounds different from our other stuff. Doesn't sound like a different band, but it's it's definitely not the same album. Where I feel like maybe some of the stuff on the first two albums could have been interchangeable. What album it was on? Where I don't think this, and it's not so. Hey, like we're a thrash metal band. Make sure you know we're a thrash metal band. I don't even know how thrash metal this new record is, but the artwork definitely is atypical to me. It's still a lot going on, but it's busy in a different way. Because like I said, it's all clean photography, or not clean, but it's all photography. Um, and anything, uh, but even the lyrics, um, they're typed. There's lyrics? There's lyrics. The, the layout, the lyrics are typed out with a typewriter and then photographed on top of the rest of the layout. You know, the only... Um, the only Photoshop that went into this was the front cover and then where Unique Leader put their logo on it. Oh, nice. And are you excited to wear your sweatsuit? Yo, I didn't order one and they didn't give me one. Well, that is the show. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us once again. And uh, maybe these will be a little bit more frequent, but, you know, we're busy. Hey, I'm starring in a premium cable television show rick's putting out albums and bumming out the lady at walgreens or whatever yeah so we got i'm about to go on tour again in two days with rhythm of fear yeah who this is hell and eva used to play shows with rhythm of fear still doing it what show did they play i I assume the florida show with us i don't remember that jacksonville florida oh man i remember that show i don't remember them playing that's too bad i like those guys I figured that's where you met them. So that's not how you met them. There probably is. (laughs) Well, I know those guys used to come out to the Extinction AD shows in Florida, too. But uh, Logan also played drums in Leeway. Oh, I believe that. Well, Marauder, Leeway, it's all the same. Get off your ass and work. No! (laughs) All right, bye. You've been listening to the Stiff Shots Podcast Network. Cool.